Hello, and welcome to a higher-powered episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts, Donald Weigel. I almost said Sir Donald Weigel <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> you think I could get a knighthood for... <laughs> Sir Donald Weigel for his contributions to weight loss and the crown. Um, I have lost a little over 100 pounds, and I am here to tell you about it. And with me is... Catherine Weigel. Oh, delightful. Yes, I have no prefix. Um. <laughs> Dame Catherine Weigel. Well, like, Dame Catherine Weigel. Hi, I'm Catherine Weigel, and I have lost 150 pounds. And uh, wow, I'm on a podcast, and this is it. And this it's happening. Is it. <laughs> yes, and it is called We Only Look Thin, and you're listening to it right now. Wow, how long are we going to keep this going? Because we've got lots <laughs> to talk about, and that's we why we're combining the product of the week and the tip of the week into Powtow. Powtow. <laughs> the T's are silent except All for the T's. T's are silent. <laughs> except for the one, except for the tip of the week, but the second T is silent. Yes, uh, not all T's are silent. <laughs> they are not. Uh, so, yeah, we have a, uh, a new amazing segment that I'm sure is sweeping the na- nation. It is the product of the week and the tip of the week. And the fans love it. They love them. They've given, given us nothing but universal if, praise. If they're listening to this in the morning, would they say, tip of the morning to you? <laughs> <laughs> I think they would. They would. They uh, should if they know what's good for them. Tip of the morning, if it's morning. Um, so, hi there. Yeah, we have a product of the week, tip of the week, and it's a combo. It's the same thing this week. It is. Uh, so, we are our, our tip and product of the week is Listerine. Or, or it's or cousins. more to the point, fresh breath. Fresh breath is the tip and product of the week. Could also be brushing your teeth or gum or mints, but But fresh specifically breath. we're talking about your Listerines, your Toms of Maine, Winter Fresh, uh mouthwash. And we're not just talking about doing this to not offend your coworkers or your significant other. Uh this is a weight loss wonder tip. Yeah, it uh, it tells your mouth Stop. Hey, mouth, stop. Oh, you just ate Pringles? How about you stop now? Uh, is sort of what it says. Again, we need to really work on our uh, our delivery for what the product does, like, you know, a little dabble do ya or something like that. <laughs> but um, Yabba dabba, a little dabble do ya. But honestly, there are times when I uh, eat something and just the idea that it is still, uh, I can taste it still, makes me want to eat more of it. And sometimes, I will tell you this, I don't know if you knew this about me, Donald, but there was a time when I didn't want to brush my teeth at night because I wanted the taste of food to linger in my mouth. Oh, my God. (laughs) You didn't know that? I did not. That is horrifying. The look on his face is divorce. Oh, that's gone too far. You do only look thin, don't you? (laughs) Holy cow. This is... I think I just surprised my husband. All the things I've talked about, bulimia. I just can't believe I went to bed next to a yuck mouth all those times. (laughs) I'm new and changed now. And that's where Listerine comes in and my minty fresh breath. But um, here's the actual. So the product is a mouthwash, a breath freshener of some kind. Uh, And the, the tip is... Keep it everywhere. Like, like you have. Do you have like a, a crazy old like great uncle who used to hide dollar bills in like socks uh, in his in his drawers? Because he didn't trust the banks. He didn't trust the banks. He's putting money in books. Like, 
do that with Listerine. Like you don't trust the world to not be minty fresh. And I actually have like you go to the store, your markets, uh, your targets, <laughs> your 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 uh, Harris Teeters, and you get <laughs> you get just a little uh, like travel container of Listerine. And not kidding, I have some in our spice cabinet in the kitchen. That is I true have story. Them in each of our bathrooms. I have a travel one that I keep in my in my um, my glove box in my car. And uh, wherever I go, minty fresh breath follows. You never know when you're going to want to keep yourself from eating. Full disclosure, I only keep it two places, at home and at work. I have a bottle at work. And I use Tom's of Maine mouthwash, not Listerine. Yeah, so whichever you choose. Anyway, the point here is that when maybe you're eating lunch and you actually, you feel full, you feel satisfied, um, but you're... You know, you kind of get a little momentum going with it, and you can't stop. So having fresh breath is a deterrent. It's not a cure-all. So it, fresh. It's not gonna. It's not going to solve all of your weight loss problems, but it it helps to discourage me at least from continuing to eat when I when I don't actually want well, to. And like you eat an apple, right? And then you finish eating the apple, and you're like, well. I just ate an apple. All right. And then you keep going. You're like, meh. But this is for like, you just had something uh, like really salty or savory or something super triggery. Um, and, and just a little bit of mouthwash really helps. And fun fact, if if you just do a little taste of it, like super, like just wet your tongue with it. I know it's, this is very, you don't even have to spit it out anywhere. It's magical. You can just swish it around. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Again, horrified. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, uh, so, so I think we've, we've tipped you and we've powed you. Uh, as much as we can, uh, we are not sponsored by the fine Tom's of Maine company, nor the no. Listerine folk. No, um, uh, Big Mouthwash has not has not had us sold out yet, sell out yet. They have not, but we are ready for their call as long as it's not cinnamon flavored. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we want to sell yeah, out. Yeah, no, no, don't, but don't no, get me wrong. No cinnamon flavored things though. Um, so, but this ties into our our uh, our actual episode, Donald, because getting. Listerine is is a band-aid on a bigger problem. Like I think there are people in the world who eat to satisfaction, leave food on their plate, mm. and then I'm sure go do other things like I don't know, volunteer for amazing organizations and Probably. like build with, with all their fi- spare their time free that time. they, uh, they don't have to like for think humanities. about food and obsess about food all I'm the time. I'm thinking about food. Yeah. Um but the Listerine is the band-aid on the bigger problem of not being able to stop yourself from eating uh, or telling yourself you can't stop yourself from eating. And this goes down on a much deeper level. And for the first 41 years of my life, I uh, was basically a band-aid factory of ways uh, to, to keep myself from eating. And they never worked because I never actually dealt with the problem underneath. We were just talking about the fine family film poltergeist and how they how they how they uh they, they might have built some houses in maybe where they should not have built some houses yeah it's fun for kids of all ages it's fun i watched it as a kid that was not appropriate yeah, not a good my idea. parents didn't have boundaries no um but uh I, spoiler alert it's been 30 years i think we can tell the people what happened they build houses very nice houses on a burial ground and uh, the ghosts did not 
take that very well. Um, no, they did not. And and uh, lots of exciting things happened in the movie. But basically, there are there are ways that we can um, mask our real issues, and we can uh, brush our teeth. We can come up with gimmicks and tricks to keep ourselves from uh, from doing bad things. But we're gonna dive in to emotional eating which is something I did not address until I was 41 years old, and it has changed my life. I didn't even know it was a thing until I was older than that. Well, I didn't either. Um, but why don't we... You know, I think sometimes when we're in a situation where we feel out of control, I know for me, um, something that I did probably from age, I don't know, 14 to 41, was I was looking for a higher power upon which to call to take away my world woes. Speaking of higher powers, um, I was listening to the iTunes the other day <laughs> to, to American national treasure, Carrie Underwood. Oh, as you often do. As I often do. And you know how there are sometimes there are anthems in your life yeah. that just transform the way you feel about mm. your focus and your vision? And we were just talking about higher power. And yeah. this song so hit me. Like, it just hit me at my core. Because I feel like I turn to to an outside force to make change in my life. Yeah. And like, but there's so much stress in the world. And this, this song talked about, like, a really, like, a moment where, like, life flashed before our eyes. Do you ever feel like there's part of your life that is just, like, out of control? Or any, any times you wanted a higher power to, to take over? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I get uh, super stressed out at work, um, you know, all the time. And I just want to, you know, let something else take over. Let something, you know, make me feel better. Oh, totally. I mean, I... I mean, and honestly, I've I feel like I've had a very uh, crazy childhood. I think it started when I was young. Like your childhood started when you were young. I started when I was young. <laughs> My but childhood like, started when I was very young. Very young. <laughs> but like I've said, like I moved eighteen times by the time I was eighteen. Yeah, I've had family eighteen di- for eighteen <laughs> di- divorces and like all this chaotic, like really troubling stuff. And I wanted, like, I needed something to 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 soothe me and, right. and something beyond myself outside of my world to to take over i wanted one set of footprints somewhere and, and so like this song spoke to you about it that? totally did so like in the song and i i don't have the lyric sheet i don't like they don't make those anymore right right just, like, there's nowhere to just, even look up lyrics no. for things so like there's a woman and it's christmas and she's got a baby for some reason yeah uh, and she, she's driving in the snow oh i think i know this song it's and, about the baby uh never mind ba- baby in the back seat yeah and so like uh, she's low on faith in gasoline, and she's driving really fast, and like she's really stressed out. And I think she moved eighteen times by the time she was eighteen right, years old. Right, 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 right. And she had a hard week at work. She had a hard and, work, yeah, yeah. And she had like an Excel spreadsheet to do. Right. I think it said something about that. Yeah. And Excel spreadsheet getting me down. Exactly. Yeah. And so she's going fast, and and she's like, oh, I can't do this on my own or something. And I'm right. like, I feel like that. Like I feel like I can't do this on my own. And yeah, it's, it's sort of like your life is spinning out of control like a car on a late night highway. Exactly. So she says, and this is like when I knew that this this was my song. Like, right? like you know, like Carrie Underwood wrote it just for you. Right. So I she, don't even know if she wrote she's it. She's driving, right? And she's steering, right? She's in the driver's seat. Right. And then, this is what got me. Right. She said, Cheez-Its, take the wheel. And I was literally eating Cheez-Its at that exact moment. Like, my hand was in a bag uh, of, of Cheez-Its. And she was like, Cheez-Its, take the wheel. Take it from my hand. 
hand, and I was like, I will take the Cheez-Its from your hand, and I will um, put them in my hand, and I will eat them. And I was uh, like, Cheez-Its, take the wheat. Honey. Yeah. Um, I think that song you're talking about is actually called Jesus Take the Wheel. This is shocking and new information. Yeah, you know Wait. how sometimes like people like, you know, they listen to that Jimi Hendrix song and they think he's saying, excuse me while I kiss this guy. And he's oh, actually and like, saying, excuse me while I kiss this guy. What are you talking about? And there's a bathroom and on there's the a right. bathroom. No, that one's there's a bad moon on the rise. I think this so, has just happened to you. So Cheez-Its is not helping no. Carrie Underwood drive her car? No. Like a bag of cheddary, cheesy... So are you telling me that I have built my entire life's sort of structure around Cheez-Its taking the wheel? And right. you're telling me that it's actually our Lord, Lord, Lord I'm, and Savior? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. Yeah. This is awkward and now new information. I, I feel awkward and uh, the listeners feel awkward. So are you telling me I didn't have a come to Cheez-Its moment? Like, because <laughs> I, I use Cheez-Its to self-soothe all the time. Like no. food for 41 years has been my my companion, my sidekick, yeah. my my uh, my friend. My my single set of footprints was a cheddary, cheesy, crackery, crummy mess. No, believe me, I have been there many times where I have just thrown up my hands and allowed food to drive. But this song is not about that. But what if it was? Like, <laughs> don't you, fine listener, often let Cheez-Its take the wheel? Like, I feel like emotional eating is like. Basically, 90% of my life is emotional eating, or at yeah. least it was until this last time journey. Yeah, exactly. And uh, me too. And I have been there, and I still go there. What would Cheez-Its do? Cheez-Its, <laughs> Cheez-Its would help me forget my woes and my worries. So I'm going to write in, maybe Weird Al Yankovic can do a Cheez-Its take the wheel. Oh, oh that's such a good idea. That is a really good idea. Do you idea. think he takes solicitations from I random, very famous interweb podcasters? I'm pretty sure he will from us. Oh my gosh. I We're going to be millionaires. Yeah. I think this might be our last podcast because for some <laughs> reason I'm going to tweet Weird Al Yankovic about Cheez-Its take the wheel. Next week's episode of We Only Look Thin will just be Weird Al Yankovic's uh, cover of Cheez-Its take the wheel. Oh my gosh, if he becomes famous... Or if we are struck down by lightning right now uh, for, <laughs> for joking about national treasure, Carrie Underwood, I am so sorry. So I know we're joking around here, but what does that actually mean, let Cheez-Its take the wheel? That means that we soothed with food. And whether it was a mm. Cheez-It or uh, double takeout nights or... Uh, Work donuts. Yeah, or pretending to order for the family when we didn't have a family uh, oh, at, yeah. at the takeout uh, or the, the drive through um, I used food as uh, a reward for all of the pain and suffering that I put myself through. Um, Telling myself that I deserved it, that I was so stressed, that, that the world was dumping on me so hard that I deserved this food. So um, when I started this uh, last time journey adventure, journey adventure, um, <laughs> there was uh, a podcast that I listened to called Real Weight Loss for Real Women, um, hosted by Cookie Rosenblum. And um, she talked about... When your name is Cookie, are you just destined to have right? overeating issues? Right. Yeah. Oh, um, what would your first name be if it was your problem? French fries. I would call you Cheese. You call me Cheese. <laughs> cheese Weigel. Cheese Weigel. Um, Sir Cheese Weigel to you. Sir Cheese Weigel. See, I took it back to the you opening. You did. Yeah. Um, so 
Uh, Cookie Rosenblum talked about emotional eating um, as being the, the sh we eat because of shame, guilt, anger, fear, loneliness, worry. Um, and I never, it never occurred to me that that's why I was eating. I was no. just eating. No, me either. And it was, it was mind bottling. <laughs> um, <laughs> it bottles it the mind. It bottled the mind. But there are different, uh, different ways to eat. There's compulsive eating, which is just high volume. You can't stop. There's binge eating, which is a different kind of episode with, uh, intense, uh, bouts of large amounts of food and then there's emotional eating which guess what 24 7 y'all i got emotions yeah uh, yeah all the time all the emotions and uh you know i'm i had always put myself as the family fixer the work fixer um you know i always thought of myself as overworked underpaid underappreciated everybody else had it better than me and as revenge reward i used food to cope with all of those feelings um, and I wore my hustle, I wore my exhaustion like a badge. And that badge was covered in delicious, delicious curry sauce. Yeah, and it was chocolate dipped. Chocolate dipped. Chocolate dipped badge. And it, it is a numbing agent. It is a delay tactic. And I didn't even know I was doing it for 41 years. And so hearing Cookie's, um, I'll change her name to something pleasant. <laughs> celery. <laughs> celery Rosenblum. Celery Rosenblum. Um, you hate celery. <laughs> I do, but it's it's neutral. It no, is neutral. I don't even need Listerine for, for yeah, Celery Rosenblum. No, to stop eating celery. Um, but... I used it to forget, and I didn't even know I was forgetting. I just thought it was the way the world went. And it turns out that things that happen in your life are just circumstances. Like, okay, so someone cuts you off in traffic. It does not mean the world is out to get you. Yeah. And as revenge, you need a chimichanga. Like, that is not, like, being cut off in traffic does not equal chimichanga. Right. Because we'd all have chimichangas. We'd, yeah, we'd have chimichangas for days, let me tell you. So um, we, we eat food to feel better about being unhappy with our bodies, which creates a vicious circle. Uh, Cookie said that it was like putting lemon on, uh, on a wound. I said it was like wearing a chum bathing suit to a shark convention. <laughs> <laughs> Those shark conventions are, oh. are they're hard to get into, first of all. And second of all, you do not want to wear a chum bathing suit. So, I mean, I recognize now all of the excuses that I made to eat. And none of the things that happened equaled food. Like, hunger equals eat food. Yeah. Like, Le'Veon Bell not showing up to Steelers practice. Don't give me that look. Don't no, give me that. It's, it's not horrifying. A, it's horrifying. It's terrible. But not food. Right. right. Like, not take it food. out in the dance. Take it out on the dance. <laughs> dance it, it out. out. Yeah, dance it out. But don't eat. Yeah. Don't, like, don't eat to I, fix it. I used to use every excuse to eat. And, you know, I was stressed. I, um... I was too cold. I was upset about, you know, my TV, a TV show getting canceled. Like, I know we were joking earlier, but I seriously used to use everything as an excuse to eat. Um, anytime I, I didn't feel, you know, 100% happy, I would turn to food to make myself feel better. And then it was a vicious circle. I was actually punishing myself. I thought that I was making myself feel better, but... You know, as I gained weight and became less happy with the person I was, I, I, you know, it was, I just kept eating more. 
Cheez-Its take the wheel. Cheez-Its take the wheel. <laughs> but I, I mean, you know, until I started listening to motivational podcasts, I didn't know it was a thing. And I just thought it was the way my life was. And um, so Cookie has a couple of suggestions. Uh, you can listen to her podcast, which is amazing. Uh, but it's not as funny. She doesn't talk about John <laughs> bathing suits. Um but she talks about just... <laughs> Product of the week, the chum bathing suit. We'll put a link in the show chum notes suit. to Amazon. Where can I find it? It sounds amazing. <laughs> um, but, you know, one thing that I had to do, because I, when I started this, I mean, I have talked about being, you know, I, I was a hollow shell of myself. Um, and I had to just start looking around me and looking at the circumstances of my life and taking note of of how I reacted to everything. Um, so Cookie suggests catching yourself the next time you reach for food. And it is a hard, like Donald was just saying, it's a hard thing to spot when you've spent 40 some years yeah, for just sure. turning to food. Um, you know, it's like you're a toddler who wants immediate gratification. So you got your binky, your food binky. Um, and we, we self-soothe so quickly. We don't give yeah. ourselves time to uh, to let Don interject. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was just going to say like I I was so I, I was so to you know tack onto what you were just saying that I was so afraid of feeling hungry that I would oftentimes pre-eat. You know, I just I wouldn't let myself feel that discomfort, and I would you know tank up quote unquote before I would go places because I was so I didn't know the next time I would be around food and I was afraid of not having it right so that is a form of of emotional eating and we you know back to the toddler analogy the more you give in to an impulse like that whenever um, you know you see a kid throwing a tantrum tantrum at the grocery store um, because they didn't get their new he-man toy um, I don't know where that reference came from. <laughs> Definitely not my brother. <laughs> he used to throw tantrums. Yeah. I love you, Matthew, also. if you're. Oh, I just said his name. And this was just last year. This was but last up, up. year. Uh, anyway, but, you know, a t you can't give in to a toddler. It is not helpful to give in to a child's whim, to a, to to a teenager's whim. You have to set boundaries. And we forget as adults, and I, I think I mentioned this on a recent episode, like the day I realized I had moved out of my parents' house and I could have ice cream for dinner. Yeah. Like I was grown. I was a grown up and I could eat ice cream for dinner. No, I think we all have that toddler inside of us. And my toddler just constantly wanted treats, you know, food treats. Yeah. And it's that we are not used to sitting with discomfort. And it was a revelation to me to sit and own my feelings and really parse them apart and figure out what I was actually upset about. Um, do you feel taken advantage of? Did you feel like you, um, you know, your needs weren't being met? Do you not have boundaries? Like I didn't have boundaries. I was just like, well, if I'm not, if I don't do it, no one's going to do it. I've got to volunteer. Like it's on me because nobody else in the world can do it. And that was a little bit of a martyr yeah. situation. And yeah. we all know that the, that the real victor is Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its are going to fix it. Cheez-Its are going to take the wheel. I really used to do that, especially at work, but also sometimes with uh, with family matters, you know, just thinking I had to be the, the person to fix it all, and I had to take it on myself, and, you know, 
I would get in, you know, woe is me, you know, I'm, I'm so put upon, I deserve this box of donuts. Well, and you, you know, we've talked about it before, Donald works in the movie business, and um, he is under a, immense pressure to do multiple things at once. Everything is an emergency. Everything happens, you know, has to happen today. And, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars can be on the line daily yeah, if Don I mean, doesn't if I, get his If I make done. a big enough mistake, I can, I can, you know, cost tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to go up in smoke. So for many years, he used that as an excuse to eat. An excuse he did. And I... I enabled that excuse. Uh, when when he was tired, uh, I would also be tired, and I would want to go out to eat. And oh, so it's that your behavior. fault! Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I I release all responsibility you that do. I had for it. Um, but you know, sometimes I I've had to get really honest with myself too. Sometimes I just wanted an excuse to eat. Like I would take on other people's uh, pain oh as my, my own just to give myself an excuse to indulge in something. Um, you know, uh, oh man, the my best friend had a flat tire on the way to work today. Like, oh, I'm just so stressed out about it. I better, you know, why am I? I keep going to donuts today. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> we um, bought some donut uh, low calorie ice cream. Oh, we That's did. probably why. But it's that like. I used to do that too. Taking on other people's emotions and their emotional state is a codependency issue, uh, which I learned about also. There's so much to learn on podcasts. Listen to podcasts, everybody. Oh, wait, they're doing it now. Um, but, <laughs> you know, to this podcast especially. I, if I had family in strife, I would want to fix it. I would want to make it better. I would want to, you know, uh, put uh, a new house. Uh, over the foundation of the burial ground <laughs> and just pretend that everything was was fine. And um, food, turns out, does not fix the stuff. Uh, I, you know, uh, thanks to the Half Size Me podcast, um, Heather Robertson there talked about boundary issues. And there were big little things that I didn't address with family members, with colleagues, with Donald, with our daughter, that I just felt like I had to take on everything and I didn't have a choice. Turns out I have a choice. Like I have a choice to be overwhelmed. I have a choice to take on more things, not leaving time for myself. And that habit of overextending yourself is just a habit. And eating the food does not make all of those problems go away. Like, they're still there. The things that are stressing you out, the things that are, are driving you to eat more, I should say driving me to eat more, are still there. And you have to become better. I had to become better at recognizing when I was doing it. And that was one of the things, one of the big breakthroughs in enabling me to lose the 100 pounds was that I... I now am very good at recognizing when I'm using my emotions as an excuse to eat and I stop myself from doing it. And realizing that eating that food might make temporarily make me feel better, but I'm actually punishing myself. It's the binky. <laughs> but it and it, and too with that, you know, I I still want to turn to food. Um I think I've talked about it before. We've had some some serious family things come up um and in the past i you know whether it was divorces or bankruptcies or you know uh life or death situations you know i would turn to food or alcohol to self-soothe and i have had to practice not 
self-soothing. Uh, it has it has been something that I have built up. It is a muscle to build up. And, you know, we could go on with a thousand examples of the ways that we self-sabotaged, but taking the opportunity to want to grow and to examine your life and to examine what, you know, and with the weight loss um, issues too, we never say start with the biggest thing. Like say, you know, you're really uh, upset with your boss about something. We're not saying go pound on, you know, pound on his door and, and tell him <laughs> what you think of him. Um, but like start with boundaries, start with something really small. Like, you know what, you know, Jim, I'm not going to bring in a Waldorf salad for the baby shower that we're having in the office on Friday. I don't even know what a Waldorf salad is. Yeah. Like, Start yeah. very small with Lear, small learn boundaries. Learn to say no to some things. It it can be very hard. It's very hard for me. You know, sometimes somebody will ask me like, "Hey, I've got a script. You know, can you read it?" And I just have to tell people I don't have time to take that on. Well, and you know, volunteer opportunities like, "Oh, I better do it." Like, "Oh, I've got to take it on." And we build those. Like, we're the only one who can fix it. We, you know, we're the ones that, you know, the world is going to fall apart if we don't show up today. And it turns out, like, the middle school is functioning fine without me volunteering for every, you know, beach blanket bingo day. Like, yes. the world goes on and other people can step up and They're do things. They're still teaching students. They are. And so, you know, I had to stop putting myself in the middle of other people's problems. I had to start looking at my boundaries and start, like, I, I had a family situation where I, I felt put upon on something and I felt sick about it, like actually nauseous, the idea of, of talking to my relative about something I wanted. I talked to them. You know what they said? Oh, what? okay. <laughs> and so like 40 years of anger and resentment about a, a problem that wasn't even a problem if i had just spoken my needs earlier like who knows what could have happened like it just didn't occur to me to actually tell someone what i thought or yeah, what so i needed sometimes the build-up to a confrontation is far worse than the actual confrontation itself so with the emotional eating coming up with alternate ways even if it's just a small thing like literally, you know, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine is canceled or something, and you immediately go, oh, I'm going to go grab some wheat thins. Stop yourself and go, do I actually want wheat thins? Like, is this what is what I... No, I, I don't need wheat thins. I'm not hungry. It's not going to fix the situation. You know what? I'm going to go on a five-minute walk. I'm going to go walk back and forth to my mailbox three times. Just put yourself out of the situation. Change that habit of... Uh, Upset and discomfort equals food. And and just rewrite the story. Start small. We're not asking for perfection, but over time, that habit, that building up of, oh, you know what? I'm going to go take a shower instead of eating right now. I'm going to go, uh, you know, organize the junk drawer. I'm going to go sort the mail. Something small to take you out of the situation for a few minutes. It really helps. Like, my... I have family stuff that is crazy bananas, and I don't turn to food anymore. Yeah. Like, there was a situation a year and a half ago or so where in the past, I probably just would have been, you know, crying under the bed with a, a wine bottle and a straw. And I was like, oh, let's go on a walk. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't eat emotionally. I didn't drink emotionally. Like, I actually did it. It's happening. And it's it's something to build up over time. And, you know, life is stressful and things are going to come up. But... You know, we are grown-ups, and this is our actual life. And if you're creating your future, one must examine one's 
life. And, and, and the work comes from the brain work. And, and the Listerine also helps, also. <laughs> and one of the things that I've done uh, is to try and take the, the possibility of the emotions out of it. And I have, a, I have a plan for myself where I know how many calories I'm going to eat a day. And I divide those calories up throughout the day. And I tell myself, I'm going to eat lunch at this time every day. And then I'm going to have a snack at this time every day. And another snack at, at you know, X time. And then I'm going to eat dinner at this time. And I don't give myself the opportunity to eat when those emotions kick in. I'm like, oh boy, I'm really stressed right now, but it's it's 3.30 and I'm not supposed to eat till 4, so I'm not going to eat till 4. Well, and that actually really helped me because uh, I uh, have stressful employment and I used to, when I would have to do something stressful at work, um, I would tuck into a cliff bar, I would grab a handful of nuts, I would grab a snack. And it was a, it was avoidance. It was like, oh, well, I'm hungry, so I better eat, and then I'll deal with the problem. And not giving myself food as the answer to my problem has really helped me. Like Donald said, scheduling when you can eat, when you can't eat. Even if you know it's a high trigger time, you're tired, uh, you know, between 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock at work. Having a Snickers bar is not going to answer your work problems. Um, it's just going to make you feel uh, tired and let down later on and uh, exacerbate the problem. Um, so cutting yourself off, closing the kitchen, as it were, we actually do that. Yes. Uh, I, uh, in our accountability groups, often we sh- close down the kitchen and just say, you know what? For the next two hours, food isn't the answer. Um, food is off limits for X amount of time, and it takes your decision making out of it. Um, you just, you know, you close the kitchen and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. So there, there are so many, uh, amazing podcasts like the Cookie Rosenblum pod, podcast and, uh, Brooke Castillo also does a huge, um, basically her entire program is, uh, circumstance and feelings and our, our actions and results. And, uh, so you can listen to them to get in-depth, <laughs> uh, information, but you know, in, in the real practical life, uh, aspect we have the same lives and the same jobs and the same stresses that we did three years ago. And our reaction to our circumstances is different. Very different. I'm, I'm able to recognize when I'm trying to use food uh, to soothe myself and I, I'm able to stop myself from doing it. Well, and it, it still happens from time to time, but... I recognize that it's happening and I'm conscious in my, I want to eat right now. Like I, t- I actually say to myself, like, I want to eat right now because I want to avoid doing this, you know, TPS report in Excel. Like it is stressing me out and just saying it and calling it what it is, um, takes away that toddler brain a little bit because like we have the ability to change our habits and Three years ago, I didn't think that that was true. No. I was, no, in, I I was thought, in my heyday of you know, my eating. They say, like, how often have you heard the expression, you can't teach an old dog new tricks? And it turns out that it is never too late for dogs, a.k.a. people, to learn new tricks. It is not. So uh, think about why you're eating. Take some responsibility for it. Start setting some boundaries. Start drinking some, just have a, a Listerine cocktail when you're feeling, no, <laughs> when you're feeling minty and blue. Uh, but uh, thank you so much. And, and just remember, you know, 
it can be little triggers and giant triggers. I know we, we brought up some, some funny things. There are also some really heavy things that happen in our life. So, so managing them head on, getting a counselor, doing something, having, having a, a place to share, I think is really important. Um, heavy things like when the post office runs out of those duck decoy limited edition stamps. That is not a reason to eat. Not a reason to eat? Not a reason to eat. So thank you so much for listening to us today. And uh, you can find us on the Facebooks. And you can find us on the Instagrams. At We Only Look Thin. You can find us at We Only Look Thin at gmail.com. Yes, if you have questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love uh, suggestions for future episodes. Uh, we would love for you to uh, tell us how you deal with your emotional eating. Give us some tips. And tell us how amazing and, and inspiring we are and uh, how much we've changed your life. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if we have, uh, please uh, do us a little favor and go to iTunes and rate us and review us. Uh, it would be great if it could be five stars it can be something really quick like you know those two are awesome uh those two are inspirational um but uh it really helps us out and if you've just lost an argument between taste great and less filling just remember that donald and i are an, an inspiration asian asian The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.